Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. November 14, 1960. Ruby Bridges desegregates the William France Elementary School in New Orleans. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. A few years ago, I was honored to be part of the Faith and Politics Institute's annual congressional pilgrimage to Alabama, a powerful weekend that culminated with a moment on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. It was John Robert Lewis's last visit to the ground made sacred by the blood he shed there on that momentous Sunday in Selma, Alabama in 1965. On this occasion in March 2020, there were notable names all around. Congressman Lewis, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, then-Senator Kamala Harris. And yet my children were most excited when they came upon Ruby Bridges. Ms. Bridges had come to fame at an early age. She was just seven years old when federal marshals escorted her to school in New Orleans. A token break in the color line. A New Orleans girl goes to school. She remembers being terrified when she saw a white protester with a black doll in a coffin. They got places for you. Norman Rockwell would capture her experience with his iconic picture, The Problem We All Live With. Here is how Ms. Bridges told her story to Guideposts magazine. I was born in Mississippi in 1954, the oldest child of Aben and Lucille Bridges. That year, the United States Supreme Court handed down its landmark decision ordering the integration of public schools. Not that I knew anything about school at that time. What I knew and loved was growing up on the farm my paternal grandparents sharecropped. It was a very hard life, though, and my parents heard there were better opportunities in the city. We moved to New Orleans, where my father found work as a service station attendant, and my mother took night jobs to help support our growing family. As I got a bit older, my job was to keep an eye on my younger brothers and sister, which wasn't too difficult, except for church and the long walk to the all-black school where I went to kindergarten. Our world didn't extend beyond our block, but that was about to change. My mother was all for it. My father wasn't. We're just asking for trouble, he said. He thought things weren't going to change, that blacks and whites would never be treated as equals. Mama thought I would have an opportunity to get a better education if I went to the new school and a chance for a good job later in life. My parents argued about it and prayed about it. Eventually, my mother convinced my father that, despite the risks, they had to take this step forward, not just for their own children, but for all black children. And so to school, Ruby Bridges went. Here is how she described the moment to National Public Radio many years later. The first day that I arrived with federal marshals, they rushed me inside of the building. And 500 kids walked out of school that first day, and they never returned. Making friends did not come easy because I heard kids. There were days when I would go into this coat closet to hang up my coat and I could hear kids laughing and talking, but I never saw them. 
Later on, I came to realize that they were being hidden from me in another classroom. And that was because there were some white parents who actually crossed that picket line and brought their kids to school. But the principal who was part of the opposition, she would hide them. And even though I was complaining, or at least mentioning it to my teacher, she would never say anything to me. But she was actually going to the principal and saying, if you don't allow those kids to come together because the law has now changed, then I'm going to report you to the superintendent. And so I think after months of that, we were allowed to come together. We were allowed to come together. The courage of this unimaginably young woman recalls the old verse, and a little child shall lead them. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.